Hey, welcome to another GNA podcast. We are joined here tonight by our uh, colleagues, uh, Shadow. How's it going, buddy? Going good if I can get this stupid FTP to work. Haha, <laughs> yes. Love that FTP. Dream love Reaver, it. right? Yep. All right. Uh, we have uh, D and his lovely wife, Shadowbox, joining us tonight as well. How's it going, D? How's it going, Shadowbox? Going good, but I think that's Firebox, not Shadowbox. <laughs> She's not my box. In my box. <laughs> hey, just shows I've been drinking. How would I have my own box, damn it? Anyways, we have our favorite host and uh, leader here with us also, uh, Cecil Xavier. How's it going, buddy? I I am great, but now every time that I see Shadow, I'm just going to think of his box. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. How are you doing, Cyber? Uh, I am getting quite inebriated. Yeah, we had some technical difficulty. We were actually going to have a really super special guest on. Um, we've actually talked about him on a bunch of other shows, uh, but... We had some technical difficulties, so he couldn't be here, but we're going to have the article on. So maybe, hopefully next time, maybe next episode, crossing fingers, we can get him on here. By technical difficulties, you do mean Apple products, right? (laughs) Ah, Yeah, I'm not prejudiced to any form of fruit. So, yeah, it was Apple products. But you know what's funny is that we've actually had, I was working on somebody with another podcast, and we had the same issue where they were having issues getting discord to work on their apple and it was an older apple just like just like the articles so you know maybe maybe that's what happened who knows maybe it's just uh, older apple products don't uh, don't jive with discord who knows but we gotta go into the most important thing of every single night the, the the exact reason why i have two bottle caps stuck to my forehead as we're speaking what is everybody drinking now we're going to start with lamo first because i know he's just under the influence of drugs so shadow fox what are you uh, under the influence of i'm under the influence of this is probably why i need to take sleeping drugs this is a monster energy drink pipeline punch and it's exactly like you would think. It is very uh, surfer thought, nice pink can. I love it. It's very tropical. All right. But you did take your sleepy drugs, right? I did take my sleepy drugs. Okay, good. Just check in and make sure. I'm, I'm here for you, man. You were the one that watched me do it. Are you saying I didn't? No, I'm, 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 I think you did. I mean, the consensus is that you did. Oh, my God. If I don't get any sleep, I'm going to steal all the energy drinks in the morning. Dude, if you don't get any sleep, it's probably because you're drinking a monster in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Oh, crap. We're going to get banned in the EU. Oh, probably. D, what are you drinking tonight, man? I'm actually trying something a little new. It's this Red's Wicked Apple. Now, this is apple ale. Not hard cider, but apple ale. It's right. 8% of alcohol by volume, so it's one of these big tall cans. It's pretty tasty, but it, it tastes a little bit sweet, uh, sweeter than I like for my alcohol. But whoa, whoa, whoa! Sweet coming from the guy who loves Hefeweizens? Come on, it's sweet. Really, that's sweet. I mean, it's it's almost like I'm drinking apple cider instead of like actual something with beer. But it's an apple ale. I mean, it is great. It's definitely a, a dessert beer. That's for sure. All right, I can take that. So super sweet. What would that go good with, though? Pork. <laughs> Actually, yes. Pork. Actually, a pork dish. A good pork chop. This would go uh, very well with that. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Apple-encrusted uh, 
apple encrusted pork chops. That's actually a really good dish. You ever had that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's actually really solid right there. What about you, uh, Shadow Box? She's just been stealing mine. No, I'm not going to talk until they actually figure out who I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. I'm trying to make Zyber spit because I know he doesn't swallow. <laughs> I swallowed in mass and nothing, Bobby. Yeah, but that was a lot of bath water you swallowed. <laughs> well, Zyberblood, what are you drinking, man? <laughs> um, me? I just finished off my second... Uh, Pipeworks Warbird, and I am about to crack into something new. It is uh, um, Abita uh, Brewing Company and their Turbo Dog. It is a brown ale. Um, yeah, I, I've had the the War Warbirds quite a bit on the show, but this this Turbo Dog, first time I'm gonna give it a sip here. Basic. Is very basic for the brown ale. Yeah, everybody drank. Yeah, kind of let down their uh, Abbott, Abbotta. So, what would you? So, you'd put it comparable to like you know brown ale stuff like that, like a like a Newcastle or uh, or what? Um, I would say it's more basic than Newcastle's brown ale. Wow. Okay. Any any hints? Caramel hints? Nutty hints? Anything like that? It. There's barely any flavor. You could tell it's a brown ale taste, but you don't really get any notes. No, like caramelization. No, uh, no sweet oats. No, um, no, like uh, barley taste or anything like that. It tastes like the brown ale's sterile. Wow, it's actually kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it is disappointing. Well, let's go back over to Firebox, since I saw she had a drink in her hand. Firebox, what are you actually drinking tonight with us? Seagram's Wild Berries. All right. Tell me about that. I've never even heard of it. What's it like? It's strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry. Just kind of a wine cooler. All right. All right. It's really good. So would you call that a refreshing drink or more of a bear down and get drunk drink? No, just more refreshing. I can go with that. Man, you know what? Yesterday, I was really looking for a refreshing drink, and I just could not find one. That's a... Well, I am drinking a... It is a... I was about to ask that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I'm drinking a Wild Range Brewing Company IPA. Uh, it is an interesting bottle, I'll say the least. It uh, it actually looks like a matador on the front, and he's holding his arms out like, like Jesus. and He's holding a... Uh, it looks like a rod or a, or maybe a pokey stick. And he's got two wolves perched on his shoulders up to and, and like leaning on his hands, looking very, very angry. And the, the tagline on it is once wild, always wild. It's a 6.9% by volume. And to be perfectly honest, this is a very, very hoppy beer. It's uh, It's got a lot of bitterness to it. It's got a lot of flavor. Really full bodied. The attack on it is very, very abrupt. It goes from almost like feeling like water to it's hitting you with flavor. And the aftertaste on it is smooth as hell and then goes right into that hoppy bitterness. This would be a perfect beer 
for a nice, juicy burger. Possibly with some, like, jalapenos on there to give it some spice, but, yeah. All right, I just took a bigger sip of this, and I got hit with a taste of, like, maple brown sugar oatmeal. Really? Yeah. Damn. That makes that that sounds interesting. I guess you just have to take a bigger sip than I did to get the flavor, because like what you were describing, that head on the front, it was like water with sort of a flat um, uh, brown ale taste. But yeah, a bigger sip, I got like a little bit of maple, brown sugar, and oatmeal taste. Yeah, this was totally that way. The first attack of it was very, very light. It almost felt like a light beer when it hit, and then it jumped right into some solid flavor. About to say, uh, I'm surprised, Cecil. Yeah, no, no 120-minute IPA this uh, episode. <laughs> you see, about to say, that's, that's about as, that was becoming about as regular on the show as the name Yui Bolt. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, you know what? I, I, uh... God, I love 120-minute IPA, but I, I think I'm finally going to say I'm pretty damn sick of 120 right now because <laughs> it's defeated you. Oh, Are man. you going to join your brother with the 120 idea? No more dogfish? Oh, God, no. No, I've got more dogfish in the uh, in the fridge that I'm going to plow through. But, uh, man, I've been just drinking it. Like When we came back from Massanutten, I was drinking it every single night, like two and three glasses, figuring there can't be that much left. And I got the keg to float. I'm like, oh, yes. And then I started reading into it. I'm like, all right, quarter keg. It starts to float. How much is in it? Like a gallon? Like, oh, my God. It's a lot of beer. Sounds like you need to do more keg stands on it. Yeah. Yeah, I need you to take some more pictures of it, too. Once my lens? I know. Keg stands with something is is uh, strong flavored as 120. Doesn't go well. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it hit. It hit solid. It, it definitely hits all. Now that I've, I've actually found that it being warm, I thought it was skunked last time, but I found that it being warm, it really brings out all of those flavors. But it smells like, like as soon as you smell it, it smells like it's skunked. But once you actually get into it, it has a whole like multitude of flavors that it didn't have before. So have you uh, thought of maybe pulling it out into a growler and... Just pop it in the fridge so you get rid of the keg? I have been. I've got a growler, and then I've got a 750 milliliter rum bottle full, and I keep emptying those, trying to refill them. Yeah, I, I've already thought of all that. It's rough. <laughs> have you tried turning it off and back on again? Yep, yep. All I ended up with is a sock that I can use as an end table. Have you tried turning yourself off? But did you try it three times? Uh, yeah, I did try it three times, and I cannot organize my desktop by penis. Did you get your 120 IPA plus certification? Uh, I did. I did. Take out the rum. Put the rum back in again. Take out the rum. Thank you. Please come again. I am not taking out my ram and putting it back in. Just send a tech out already to finish the drink. All right, state of games, guys. So let's go around the board here. Zyberblood, what is your state of games? Um, hold on a second. I'm holding. Instructions unclear. I have just circumcised myself barehanded. You can't do that more than Good twice. Good thing that you uh, circumcised yourself because my state of games, I have been playing Pokemon after Pokemon after Pokemon after Pokemon that I own. 
<laughs> Great. Now you're going to get Shadow to pull out his Pokemon penis with all his games. I don't need to do it. They're still in a stack. You see that, you see that stack right there? I, I do. I see the stack. No, your microphone's in the way. You have to pull out the stack. No, no, it's still in the way. Eh, all right. I see right it. I'm then. just messing with you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically been my uh, state of games. Nice. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm on a Pokemon kick. Nothing wrong with those games, man. Those are great games. What about you, Shadow? What's your state of games there, guys? So I had to stop playing Pokemon after I just got wrecked the hardest I've ever been wrecked in the actual like story. So I put that aside. I started playing Ghost Recon again. I'm actually just finishing off like the last little bits, like doing all the collections and achievements because I have nothing better to do with my life. And then last night fired up some Civ 5 because I really just like I don't like to say I want the weekend to end, but I got this new lens coming in tomorrow, Monday. So I really just wanted this weekend to go by. So I played Civ 5 because that's how you lose half a day pretty easily. All right, Shadow. Um, where you're stuck at, just, I seriously say, grab the Pokebank and load up one of your previous games where you have a stronger character than what you have in the game and oh, just yeah. finish it out. So that was, that was part of my goal. I got to bust out one of the other 3DSs, um, and actually I had to find a charger for it because it's dead. You don't need to, just download the Pokebank. Oh, uh, okay, fine. I just wanted to do it the easy way, but whatever. I guess it technically Pokebank's easy. That is the easy way. Okay, it's been a while. Just pop the game in, upload your fucking monsters to the bank, then drop them onto the game that you're playing. I got enough floating on the other games to easily just finish it. I just haven't gotten to it, because I'm lazy. Because I'm tired after work every day. All right. I could do it. All this talk about Pokebank, it just makes me keep thinking of the Spank Bank. Well, that's what it is, essentially. Oh, yeah, I have a Spank Bank. Hold on, I just noticed what's hanging from your mic there, Zyber. Is that the Ash, like, puppet from Ash versus Evil Dead? Okay, that's just that's just Ash as a puppet, okay. Because there was that yeah. Ash puppet from Ash versus Evil Dead, the psycho puppet. Yeah, um, no, this is just a little plushie that came in a mystery box. Yeah, I'm so disappointed that Ash versus Evil Dead was canceled. God damn, I hate life now. The way you guys are going, it, it, for you, is it a spank bank or a spank economy? Touche. It's it's the Wall Street bank. What about you, D? What's your state of games, man? Well, my state of games, I blame on you and Damoc. <laughs> Tell it. I've been playing. I've been playing the alpha of the upcoming game, Graveyard Keeper. It's bas- it's a lot like Stardew Valley, only with dead bodies. Yep. And it's, it's, it's freaking, just, it's just a lot of fun. Stupid addictive, isn't it? it? It is. It is so damn addictive. I I was like trying to get out the house to do something and it's like, oh wow, look at that. I uh, did a couple things and I should be, oh, an hour went by. Another hour went by. Yeah. And you're, and every single time you're like, oh crap, I got to finish doing this. Let me quickly fall asleep and I'll finish it. Then you go to sleep. You wake up, you finish that, and you're like, well, shit, I got all this energy left. Let me go do this quick. And then you run out of energy doing that, and you're like, oh, shit, let me go finish this then. You go to sleep, you wake up. Next thing you know, it's the next day, and you got to go to work, and you're like, oh, crap. 
stupid fun. And of course, I play my Pokemon games as well. Nice. Well, my state of games, I have been playing a bunch of Graveyard Keeper because, well, obvious reasons. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing this uh, that Marvel Strike Force on my phone. That's entertaining, mildly. I don't know how long it's going to hold my interest. I'm going to try to keep it to hold my interest for a while since I'm I'm in with uh, other clannies from Battle Sloths. But uh, I don't know. I played. Uh, you guys ever play what was it? Star Trek Timelines, the mobile game. Well, if if you have, it plays a lot like that. Uh, what else I oh. I fired up the old DS, or, well, 3DS, and I've been playing the DS version of Chrono Trigger. And man, that game, that game has held the test of time. That game is so much friggin' fun. And it just, playing it now as a DS version, it still feels good to play. Oh yeah, I missed one. Um, I've also been playing on my phone uh, a game called Bounder. Ooh, tell us about it. It's basically like you're a, a, a big uh, tennis ball. It's like a puzzle platformer. But uh, um, in my Twitter feed, there was uh, the developers were on there, and they were like, oh, here, go ahead. Uh, if you want to review our game, I'm going to be reviewing it. It's a lot of fun. It's a uh, made in the vein of, like, you know, the old Commodore 64 games. So you could choose, like, one of three different styles, like three different Commodore 64 systems. And if I just, uh, if I, if I, like, I started up right now, you can hear it. So you could choose like the Sinclair, uh, the old Commodore 64, and then the Amistrad. So you could choose any one of those to play at, uh, to, you know, to play it, and it's got its graphics and coloring. So basically, it's like one might be a little bit more colorful, one might be a little bit more, you know, dumbed down for the simpler system. So you got three different styles of playing. And it's like part of the screen on the bottom has, of course, the directional pads where you use it, and you can tap then to make a jump, and you're trying to navigate through all the pits and everything else, this tennis ball to the end. It's actually, it's actually really fun. It's, it's a good, quick um, mobile game. That's, it's, it's, you know, just play around with it and everything else. I need, I need to interrupt you for a second. Shadow, that is not dinner. Yeah, that does not constitute a meal there. It's meal number two. No, for anybody what listening, Tic Tac? Pringles does oh, Pringles. not count as a meal. Not even on the damn Jetsons. You don't know me. You don't know my story. Uh, I'll just I'll just invent my own. I'll, I'll write a whole backstory for you. Then you could follow that. Although I gotta say, it is nice to see that at least 75% of the cast are wearing the jerseys that I got for everybody. They're really comfortable. This is true. You're yeah, shaming me, but I don't even have it. Shame. They're super comfortable, and they're super, like, they, they definitely breathe, but they're oddly warm at the same time. At that, in the words of that nun-type person on Game of Thrones, shame, shame. Though I will say, only one person here has artwork on 100% of the show's shirts. That's a good point. It's me, Shadow. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, it's me, Mario. <laughs> That's where I was going. Mario. So Firebox, what is your state of games? What have you been playing? I'm then going old school. Tell them what you're playing. I don't want to. I want to make them guess. No. No, it's a podcast. 
Not memory or guessing game. Oh, is it God. one of those Japanese porn games? The game is called Yourself. No, I've been playing some Bomberman. Nice! Which one? Going 64. Ah, oh, that's a classic. Got a good classic. About to say, I, I, I wish it was one of those weird Japanese porn games. I would have been <laughs> really entertained. That's what she should be playing. He's just ashamed he can't beat me. So, so you beat him? Yep. Frequently? <laughs> Around the head and shoulders? Gotcha. That's why I'm glad these shirts are very washable. We, <laughs> we got her, guys. We got her. The stigma success. And protein stain resistant. Oh, And my state of games, I have... Well, actually, I already said my state of games, didn't I? Yes, you did. I interrupted you. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, good. All right. What else, did, did I go through everything? What else was I playing? Oh, Chrono Trigger. Yes, you were talking about the DS Chrono Trigger. You already got through that. Yeah, that stands the test of time. That really, I mean, it's just a super fun game. If you haven't played Chrono Trigger, it's there's a big reason why it's on the top of every RPG list in existence. Play it. To this day. Yeah. All right, so first topic I want to jump into is they announced at E3, well, I say announced, they kind of just teased it. And this is something, going to kind of one of the things I wanted to pick your brains about. But Destiny Forsaken, the new update that's coming out in September for Destiny. So did you guys did you guys check out the video that was there? No, because they wanted me to turn off ad blocker. Can you can you just summarize it? Okay, so if you guys you guys of course have played Destiny, so I don't need to yes. I don't need to explain yes, all the we characters. Have. Well, you know that one of the characters is voiced by Nathan Fillion. Do you guys remember the character's name? Yep. Yes, Cade Six. There you what? go. Well yep. in the video that they teased at E3. Cade 6 is there, looking all beat up, and then all of a sudden you see his ghost get shot and killed, and then you see Cade 6 get shot and killed. So one of the main characters in Destiny is supposedly, and from everything that they've been tweeting, everything that they've been saying, you know, I, I say they as in Bungie, everybody, everybody is saying that Cade is dead. His ghost is dead. He's dead dead. It wouldn't surprise me. I think it was if if they're trying to go for uh, that um that feel of permanence that a lot of stories the good guy always wins. If they're trying to do that, killing off a character permanently is the best way to do it. And my understanding is there's a lot of community backlash against the character. Really? Yeah, just just from like uh, Reddit posts, they they find it him over the top and annoying. Okay, I can definitely take that might be a safe bet if that's what they plan on doing with killing off a major character. Well, it's Reddit, so, you know, I find Reddit over the top and annoying. <laughs> true. Uh, also true. Also true. I was just stating the one or two sources that I had seen that people legitimately thought, like, I think Cade's hilarious, but some people felt like he was super incompetent and just annoying in D2. You know, I can definitely agree with that because there was uh, there was definitely the scenes on I think Nessus where you go, and he just seems really like they could have done more with that than I than what they did. I think they really could have done a lot more than that, more with them. Uh, but in Destiny One, I really think the Cade character, aka Nathan Fillion, almost single handedly brought the damn whole game back. I mean, in the Taken King, his performance. Um, his his character, whoever wrote for him, I'm I'm sure they're either 
were were a genius or incredibly pissed off when Nathan Fillion ad libbed something because one of the two things must have happened. Uh, on a on a side note, outside the universe, I believe Nathan should have a fairly moderate sized role in Halo Infinite, um, as his character is now considered one of the the bigger characters in the series at this point. So they may not have just been able to do much with the character if he's busy working on his voice stuff for Halo. Yeah, but but do you kill the character? I mean, just because he's not going to be around for a little bit, do you kill him off? Hell yeah. It may not be permanent, but it may be a legitimate excuse to have the character kind of off the screen during the events. Yeah, but they, I mean, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember what expansion it was where they pretty much left one of the characters out and my brain is completely flopping right now. What, like the thing with Zavala, was it? Where, like, you know, went into being a recluse after the fall? No, no, no. This was Destiny 1. It's like everybody's trying to channel their inner George R.R. Martin. Let's kill off main cast members. No, no, no. I know what it was. It was when uh, it was when the ghost changed over from Peter Dinklage. And basically, instead of you hearing ghost talk ever, it was Eris Morn talking to you. So it's kind of one of those. I mean, they like ghosts didn't go away. Ghosts was still there. It just ghosts stopped talking. I don't know. I was really looking forward to because I'm I'm a huge fan of Firefly and Serenity, and Destiny almost seemed like it was being it was becoming you know the the Serenity get together like the the class reunion type of thing because you were getting all the characters from Serenity doing voices on here. I, I was waiting for Jane to get a voice next. Well, that's that's what they did for ODST. Essentially, it was those three were ODST troopers, which was fun. I don't know. So my big question for you guys is: if you, if you read the article I posted, there there's a bunch of different um, changes, modifications, stuff like that that are going to be bringing to Destiny. How do you guys feel about it? How do, how do you guys feel about them trying to kill Cade? What, what, what are your thoughts? You know what? I'm actually. I mean, I kind of liked Cade, so I'm kind of bummed but about that. But with all the changes with the uh, New Forsaken, I- I'm looking forward to it because it almost seems like they're trying to fix the stuff that just that they did wrong. Because, I mean, it just uh, D2 just really doesn't keep my attention. But it sounds like with the new stuff that it may actually be something to jump back in and play with you again on. But the thing is, Katie. you weren't really in on the first Destiny anyways. Well, that's why I like Destiny 2, because if you didn't play Destiny 1, Destiny 2 has got a lot of a lot of great feel to it. It's just, it's a lot of, there, there's, I got into this conversation with uh, with somebody else too, and it, it's funny, um, and I'm, you know, of course it's my perspective of the conversation, because it, it happened over the course of several months. Several months prior, I had said something about, you know, hey, the reason people don't like Destiny 2 so much is because that carrot isn't on the end of the stick. There's really nothing to grind for. I mean, there was content. There was plenty of content in there. Uh, and that's one thing that Destiny 2 got right. There's plenty of content. There's adventures up on top of adventures. There's story Raids. nuggets. Well, I mean, the, the end game stuff, they kind of left out a little bit. Like, there's there's the raid, and then there's some raid layers, which really are just some strikes with some end, you know, end raid mechanics. That's about it. So I mean I I mean I'm I'm a little upset about that but I've gotten over it but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of content there but there's not a lot of stuff to grind for. But yeah, I mean I play Destiny 1 just not as much as you guys but 
I was playing it. I never played D1. Well, there's a, there's a, here's a great for instance, since I actually forgot to mention this during my state of games. I've been, pl- I've been playing for about the past two days a bunch of Destiny 2 because there was – I noticed that there was a thing that you could get from Zavala. There was an Arcadia-class ship that you could get from Zavala. So if you play Destiny 1, you know the Arcadia-class ship is the exact ship that you started off with at the very beginning when you woke up from being resurrected by Ghost – and you went in and you got off off Earth from the from the you know the broken down Soviet Union wherever you were. You actually like the first ship you find is an old busted up broken down Arcadia class ship. And for the longest time, I did not change from that ship because I loved that damn ship. And then I found another one um, that was the the Queen something. It was a purple ship, and I put that on, and then I never took that off. But the Arcadia class ship always held a space in my heart. So in, I think, season one of Destiny 2, Ikora had a ship that was an Arcadia class ship. And I, I randomly got that. And I went, holy crap, they have Arcadia class ships. And I got that. And then all of a sudden they popped up in this season three that there's an Arcadia class ship that you can get from Zavala. So I actually, for the past two days, I've been grinding out Nightfalls, like 48 of them. And I grind it out to get that damn ship. So now I have my Arcadia class ship back, and I'm all stoked. But now I really don't have anything to grind for. And and I'm that's a unique for me. I feel like there's not a lot for the average person to grind for. You know, I'm I'm a little weird. Like, hey, I want that ship, so I went and ground for that ship. But I think 99 percent of the people who fire up Destiny two, they're going to look at that ship and go, "Well, that's boring. I don't want that thing," and then move on. And that was my big gripe with Destiny 2 is that there was there was a lot of content, but there wasn't a lot you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of reason to do it. And the conversation that I said was, you know, hey, there's no carrot on the stick. And the backlash I got from it was, well, no, I don't want a carrot on a stick. I, I want content. I'm like, well, you got content and you're not playing. Man, no, I, I feel you. Uh, I haven't touched Destiny 2 since I think the last raid we get, did together. And that's like I, I want to play it again, but it's it's so and the only reason I ever want to play it is with when I'm with other people. Playing it by myself just isn't as fun. Yeah, Destiny Two is definitely a social game. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest problem. Like there, yeah, you can do it solo. You can't do the raid solo, which obviously that'd be stupid. But it's it's that, and on top of it, coming from an outsider. Um, the only reason that I've gotten through the raids is because of your fearless leadership. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. If I manage to scrounge together five other people that have never been through it, and I'd never been through it, I don't think we'd make it through it in eight hours if we tried. Which is fair to say, because oftentimes, even on, even with people who are, are veterans to raids, I think our, our shortest time was about 12 hours on a new raid blind, you know, without looking up anything. Yeah, and even even when we did know what was going on, it was a two-hour if we did it right the first time every time, but it was closer to like two and a half, three hours when we were doing it. Yeah, and that just comes with doing it more and more. But it's funny because, um, you know, back to the conversation quick of the carrot, when I think it was Warmind came out, they instilled that carrot again. Um, and maybe it was before Warmind, actually, now that I'm saying that, because Masterworks came out. 
And Masterworks gave you, gave you something to grind towards. Uh, and Masterworks is basically, it's an extra perk on the weapons that allow the weapons to become a little bit more powerful. Like Graviton Lance becomes, has more range. Uh, Tractor Karen can hold more a- ammo and stuff like that. And that's fine. I, I saw the Masterworks thing, and then I saw how much grinding you'd have to do for it. And maybe maybe it isn't the the carrot. It's They have a carrot, but the amount of effort to get to the carrot's too damn much. And they might need to reel it back in and put out more carrots instead. Well, for, for, for people like you, that's exactly, that, that's exactly true. For the diehard Destiny 1 fans, as soon as they brought out Masterworks, all of a sudden everybody was back in trying to grind for their Masterwork. Oh, hey, I need to Masterwork my, my Graviton Lance. Oh, I need to Masterwork my, my Tractor Cannon. You know, all of a sudden it came to, hey, we got to Masterwork so much stuff here. And they got that carrot back. And of course, me being the asshole that I am, mentioned, hey, because everybody's saying, oh, this is so great. This is so great. I'm like, yeah, you got the carrot back. It's the same thing I said before. You just wanted the carrot. Now you've got that carrot on the end of the stick, and now you're interested in the game again. And that's cool. I'm glad you're interested in the game, but you got to accept it what it is. It's That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the game is a carrot on a stick that gives you a reason to continuously grind. And that's, that's the game. Now, what do you think of... Because uh, I know they're doing the new subclass... But they're still keeping the subclasses kind of uh, locked up on certain paths rather than being um, as open a mix and match like D1. You know, I'm okay with that because that's um, that gives a little bit more predictability, especially when you come to PvP. So if you mm-hmm. see a cer- certain grenade go off or if you see a certain, you know, a glow around a Titan, you know, oh, hey, that dude's got shoulder charge on. So you... You kind of know when you can adapt to it. So I think that's, I like that just specifically for that predictability portion of it. Um, Have you heard any more about what the uh, different subclasses, this new set of third tier subclasses are going to be? You know, I haven't, and I've been trying to ignore it. I I read through most of that article that I posted, and from Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing that they're going to basically extend it out from the rumors I'm hearing, I should say. They're basically bringing. They're going to be bringing back the some of the old perks of the old subclasses and make them into a new subclass. Interesting. Have they fixed or made an option for like different size PvP, or is it still only four on four? Actually, it's funny you say that. The Iron Banner that's out right now is six v six. So I I would have liked to see something where it's just scalable teams like in a party. So say uh, say you 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 and your buddies are waiting for our, your sixth guy to show up so you can do the raid to just be able to do five on five while you're waiting. That would have been nice to be able to do. That would yeah that would I could see that so that you don't get stuck with a rando no blueberries. Yeah, that's something relatively easy. I would have liked to see that. All right, Zyberblood received the cliff badge from Grant. Rock on. Good good for you, Zyba. Get those badges. So I guess here's the ultimate question. Uh, after seeing what Forsaken is supposed to be bringing, getting some of the teasers, do you think the Forsaken is going to bring you back to Destiny 2? The only thing that would bring me back is you getting back on PC. Aww. I'm willing to give it a shot. I- I'm willing to try it out and see how that, uh, if this new kind, uh, this new, um, reworking of the game there uh, really kind of holds my attention. 
I need I need the carrot on the stick. I do. You're muted, Zyber. Yeah. It's probably gonna sit in mothballs for me. Okay. That's that's you know, those are all respectable answers, to be perfectly honest, because Destiny 2 has been such a roller coaster of it's good, it's not good, it's good, it's not good, it's good, it's not good that you know, really getting I honestly was expecting that type of spread on the answers. My answer is only because I absolutely suck at uh, PvP games, and uh, yeah, it, it's not a good feeling when you're playing and you're the weakest person on your team. Oh god, that's that's like me every single day. No, that's me. That's me, buddy. That's that's the other thing. I that's me in real life. <laughs> now that Cyber mentions it, I I never liked the PvP on Destiny, and I don't know what it is. So, like, I've, I've played Battlefield, I've played Call of Duty, and I'm not the best player in the world. I normally have one or two less kills than deaths, but Destiny, I, I've had rounds, like, just legitimate straight-up rounds where I finished it and went, oh, what's, what's my KD ratio? Negative 25. I'm like, a random grenade should have killed somebody by now. I know, but, like, even outside of PvP, it's, like, whenever you, whenever I would do a raid or some event thing, it'd usually be something I screw up on that makes it so that, okay, we have to, you know, scrap this and do it all over. <laughs> I do it all the time, don't worry about that. I, I just don't like being that guy, you know? Be like, uh, who died? Oh, it was Shadow. I stepped in fire. There's not even fire over here. Well, I stepped in it. About to say, if if uh, if mediocre is a superpower, someone needs to make me a costume. <laughs> mediocre man. Yeah, but you know that's that's the fun part about uh, about just all sorts of video games, just video games in general. Is that you know, hey, you might not be good at one set of video games. Uh, I was actually kind of referring to all of life. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but what I'm saying is like I'm actually I'm actually referencing Zyber specifically. You oh, know, okay. you, you may not be good at a specific set or a specific style of video games, but that's the cool part is that. There's so many video games out there. You don't have to be good at, at all of them or a specific set of one. I mean, granted, if you want to play a specific game with some people, yeah, it means you got to grind and you got to get better and you got to keep practicing. It, you know, it's, it's a pain in the balls. Just like I wanted that damn Arcadia class ship. Did I want to run 48 Nightfalls in a row? Fuck no, but I did it and now I have the ship. The, the trick is to, when you're, especially if you're playing games online with other people, and this is what I have a habit of doing because I know I'm not that good, it's find the role that the team needs and be that role for eventually you'll be listening to a stream one night and they'll go, I thought we had a warlock on the team for healing. No, we booted him for you. Yep, yep, there, uh, there was that. I remember that quite vividly, actually. That's the trick. If if you're if you're not good, find something you're good at and that helps the team. Yeah, and the problem with Destiny in that factor is that there's not a lot lot of support subclasses. So, especially when you're doing PVP or if you're doing a raid or something like that, it's not like you can say, "Oh, well, I'm going to run support so I can help these guys out." Everybody really has to participate in an equal fashion to complete the raid. Hold on. There's there's some support that I lended quite a few times, and that was me being a fucking meat shield. Oh, in PvP. 
in PvP and in uh, EVP. Yeah, but but meat shields are, are more more useful in PvP. Like, a, hey, go around that corner. All right, they killed him, so there's four there. All right, now we know what to do. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens in Forsaken. I'm trying, I you know, I'm trying not to get on the hype train. I don't know if you guys are, are jumping on that hype train or not. Obviously, Cyber isn't. But uh, I'm trying to stay off that hype train just because we can speculate so much what's going to come. But until it's actually here, it's all, it's exactly what it is. It's all speculation. I'm not getting hyped, but I am curious. Yes. I'm curious, but uh, I'm waiting for, like I said, you to get back on PC because I didn't even, I didn't even finish Warmind. I just did. I'm curious, but. I'm not probably going to jump on anytime soon. I mean, I haven't even purchased the last bit of uh, DLC, so it's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to purchase it unless I get a coupon or something like that for for it to be really cheap. All right. Well, next topic that we had, and this is actually one that I am I'm unhappy about, but I understand. Microsoft pulling out of the VR race. So, just to sum up the article, it basically says that uh, Microsoft is pulling out of the VR race on console. There, you know, there, there's already a lot of stuff on PC that, you know, Vive and whatnot that already have a good strong foothold. PS4, um, the numbers for PSVR really weren't that great. And Sony's already admitted that it's really not that great. So, the you know them trying to get in early on the the VR thing didn't work out so well. But I, I was really holding out hope that Microsoft was going to come along and be like, "Hey, check it out! Look what we got." I I don't blame them. I kind of agree on what they said that it's more suited for PC than console, only because of like consoles are are basically. St- stuck at where they're manufactured for their thresholds and PCs. Well, if it doesn't support VR 10 to one with today's PC, you can gear it to be such. Now my take on it is I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, with all the makers, it's like you can either go full bore and, and, and do your own, you know, for a console, your own VR solution like Sony did. Which is not really paying off because, let's face it, there is a barrier to entry with the price tag. You know, you, you, you want to get a, a PlayStation Pro, okay, 400 bucks. Okay, you, now you want to get the VR, that's another 400 bucks. So now you just spent 800 bucks not including a, a, a special game that has a VR compatibility. So you're talking about like four, um, 860 bucks just to get started. You know, for typically for you know, somebody getting into it. Yeah, and you can take a look at Microsoft's. So you're going to want to get the $500 Xbox One X and all that, you know. And and plus, with all the play- people they've partnered with already, that might rub somebody wrong that they've partnered with because they've partnered with all those other groups doing the stuff for PC. And don't forget, Microsoft with Windows 10, they still support PC. They're still going to be helping out with their PC side of it with all the other VR groups. So really, I mean, it makes sense because with the home console, I mean... It's really not benefiting Sony. I mean, some it, it's cool. I've tried it. It's really neat. I want to get into it. I don't have a spare 400 bucks to throw into a VR system, and I've got an upgrade to PS4 Pro. So I, I don't have that spare cash kicking around. 
And a lot of people don't either. Plus, I mean, with all the games and everything else, I mean, people are just not jumping aboard the VR train that was expected. I mean, people expected much higher numbers of people to be excited and getting into VR. The technology has improved, but it's just people aren't excited about it for some reason. Well, I think the same thing boils down to 3D. I mean, when 3D, there was a huge kick for 3D. There was 3D televisions being sold, all sorts of stuff. And there's 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 Shadow putting on uh, his Samsung VR headset over there. I can't see shit. Nintendo 3DS. They're going down. They're just doing the dual screen 2DSs now because the 3D really doesn't do crap for them. Exactly. Nobody really uses yeah, it. Yeah, 3D, 3D was kind of a fad. It, it was out there, and then all of a sudden it, it fizzled. They realized that it wasn't really that strong. Uh, I actually, I did, uh, yesterday, I did a escape room that involved a VR element. Uh, it was actually, it was supposed to be the escape room that we were going to do when you guys came down from Assinutton. Um, mm-hmm. We were actually going to do the escape room, but they hadn't opened yet. They just opened, I think, Monday or Tuesday. So we finally, uh, Lex and I went over, we checked it out, and I was half expecting it to be full on all VR. You know, you have a headset on the entire time, and that's the experience. But it turned out that it really wasn't that. There's only about, I mean, the equivalent of about 15 minutes of you needing to have VR on. And it was tactfully done. It, I, I honestly thought it was very well done what they had but they could have expanded on it a lot more they really could have used it a lot more what they had on it was really was really the equivalent of two puzzles that's what they had was two puzzles in vr i think really with vr the issue is 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 one of course the technology putting into it it takes money to put in so it's going to be high priced and people these days just don't have the money i mean there's just too much stuff going on the for all the numbers you see the the raw numbers of the economy i mean the the your paycheck isn't worth as much anymore, and you get nickeled and dimed to death by everyone and everything. Nothing lasts long. They come out with a new console every few years, and by the time that you know you you fork out the money, it's time to get that. Now they're talking about the PlayStation Five, and the you know, it's like, do you really want to hype it? You know, you know, hand over eight hundred and sixty bucks to do that experience, and then it's like, I mean, really, who has that these days? Well, have you tried VR? There's the question. Have you tried VR? Like proper Me? VR, not 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 like junk VR, but proper VR. I have. And what was your what was your opinion? I really like it. I did the, uh, some really good VR and tested out some, um, uh, you know, stuff in some of the stores where basically it was like you know it was like you were there, you're getting chased by a dinosaur, you're climbing, and you look down and you're climbing the cliff and you know and, the, and you really kind of start to get that vertical like wow I'm high up. I've done really good VR. I was even actually part of a um, experiment using a VR um, high end. I mean, we're talking about completely hooked up to every sensor you can imagine, full body. And that was actually uh, uh, them testing me for, um, well, not testing me for, but I, I volunteered to get more data on PTSD early on with all the soldiers coming back. Since you know, I'm, I'm a combat veteran, and they basically reintroduced me into war with the VR. Whoa. Wife hated it. I mean, uh, it, 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 you know, they got a lot of good data. It helped you, but I came back frazzled. I mean, I was all frazzled. Jumping at everything, ready to <laughs> destroy. My thing with VR isn't even the cost. It's it's the technology. I don't, I don't want to strap something that's this to my face. Like, I get where they're going with it, but I don't want to strap something to my face that's inconvenient to take it off if something happens. I'm, 
a lot of gamers are kind of, for lack of a better term, ADHD. Let me pause real quick, or I just died. Let me do a thing real quick. Like, if, if they could get it down to where it's like a pair of sunglasses, then maybe maybe I'd consider doing it. But currently, with the current technology, it it's not doing it for me. You're muted. <laughs> you're muted there, bud. So basically, you're saying that you want a um, Star Trek holodeck. Even, even that. So that, that was my other thought that I had during... Uh, during D's little monologue there. <laughs> monologue. This we might see the the return of the arcade. This is this is where I see VR really something where they're they're actually maintaining the equipment because that's the other thing, it's equipment maintenance and all that. But I could see the return of maybe like a VR arcade at this point. That would be cool. See so you're muted. It's funny you say that because I went over to Swader's not too long ago and they actually had a four headset VR system set up there where you literally went in and you had a VR headset on and a, and a, a, a light gun in your hand and you were shooting at stuff that was going around and you could watch them on the monitor and see what was going on and watch them play. Uh, so it's really cool. You know, I'm thinking of future of GNA. We open up a VR arcade and bar. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Could you imagine going to a VR drunk? Like that, that, yes. that would be a lot of puked-on equipment. <laughs> so my thought is, with, with a dedicated arcade, yes, they maintain the equipment, but they can also basically attach all the cables to the ceiling. That way they're not dragging along the floor. You can put them on, like, bungee kind of cables, and it's just all there. I think, I think a agency or a company could do a better job of implementing the VR experience that fully immerses you than any particular home use. Well, that was the cool part about this escape room is that there were no cables. All of it was via pack and wireless. So you put a pack on, you had the headset, and you walked in and you were in the virtual world. But the cool part that was at this escape room that was different than normal VR is that when you looked down and you saw a table, when you reached out and felt, there was an actual table there. When you walked over to a stand and there was a skull on the stand, you reached out and you felt the skull and there was a skull there. So it was pretty cool like that. I mean, that, that's good. I think that's sort of the other thing is, too, they can do bespoke. Is it pronounced bespoke? Yeah, I think it's. Yes. Bespoke solutions to VR. I, I think that's where the technology really needs to be to get some adoption. That and then lightening up what you're attaching to your face. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Well, let's kick on to the next topic here, which is kind of a, a complete, like, 180 from where we were. Uh, there was this, I was reading this article, and it it kind of sparked me because I order a lot of stuff online. But there was an article about sales, ca- sales tax coming to all online purchases. So what do you, how do you guys feel about that? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I shouldn't have to pay sale tax because I order something, say, from uh, New Hampshire. You know? <laughs> well, here, here's my question, and, and I guess, why do you feel that you shouldn't pay? I mean, you pay sales tax when you go to the store now, right? Right, but it's an online purchase. It's, it's not a brick and mortar, so it should not have the same stipulations and regulations as a brick and mortar. But sales tax is explicitly a sale being taxed. True, but a state should not dictate their uh, tax to another state. Okay. 
Okay, I can go with you on that. How do you feel that Amazon has pretty much already been doing that? I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I'm just glad I have Prime so I don't really have to pay for shipping anymore. That's where I make up the difference. Because when they were basically a tax-free, I tried to find things with free shipping. And now that I have free two-day shipping on most things, okay, I can, you know... Bite the bullet on like seven dollars in tax, but you already pay. You pay for that free shipping by that ninety nine dollars a year with Amazon Prime, right? But you know, I at the the beginning of the year where I have to pay for it. After that year, I look at it like okay, ninety nine dollars versus what I would be spending in extra fees for two day shipping. So I'm actually making out. So then you would be okay for them saying, hey, if you're going to shop at stores X, Y, and Z, you got to pay $99 a year for the privilege to shop there? No. I just, I don't, it, it came with my card, so I don't really, I mean, shit, it's, it's part of my uh, Amazon card, so I... <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. I know. It's just like, but when you, when you take a look at it like that of, you know, hey, Amazon's already kind of doing it for a lot of states. I mean, you bring up a great point about Amazon Prime. Well, you can, you can kind of eat the cost of the tax because you're paying, you've already got Amazon Prime, so you're getting free shipping, but you already paid for free shipping. So, I mean, if you think about it, if you look at it, you've got to order you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff over the course of a year to get back that $99 in shipping. I've gotten that $99 shipping back in three months of stuff that I've been ordering for my uh, camera from Amazon. Well, there you go. But are you going to order that stuff every year? A lot of it, I will be, yes. Okay. All right. So then for you, it makes out. What about uh, what about you, D? How are you feeling about this this online taxing thing? Honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Okay. I mean, think about it. Like, say, I mean, they're proposing, like, you know, everything you have to pay online sales tax. And I think I think the online sales tax, if I remember correctly, is where the store exists. Which, I mean, it'd be like as if I went to that state and, and bought that item anyways. I mean, really, a sales tax is meant to, like, you know, pay for, you know, all, you know, whatever, you know, stuff you're going to, you know, their roads, their edge. I mean... Taxes, I know the government wastes our money, but we need to pay into taxes to have stuff like road work done, schools, you know, all this t- type of stuff we enjoy. And it, it is kind of like, say, if everybody goes online and, oh, no tax, and they buying everything there, they're destroying, like, all the local, like, the brick-and-mortar businesses, and then the government goes, hey, we're not getting enough in taxes and tax dollars. They're going to be at a deficit. They're going to get it from somewhere. So it's just... It, it's something we have to live with. I mean, do I did I like not having to pay taxes online stuff? Yes, but I understand the need for it. So I mean, it's like I'm just not surprised. I'm not surprised. The only thing that surprised me is that it didn't happen sooner. That's right. It. <laughs> but you have states like New York who say I don't care that you're going to pay the tax for say Massachusetts. We're going to charge you as well a tax because you're living in New York State and you're ordering out of state. And we feel we should get a cut of that tax. So here are some numbers that that kind of put it in perspective for me. So in, in, in those articles I shot over. So back in 
what was it here? 92. Let's see. What were, what were those numbers there? Okay. So, uh, here it says South Dakota, uh, responded by enacting a law that required all merchants to connect, collect a 4.5% sales tax if they had more than a hundred thousand dollars in annual sales. No, that's not the numbers I was looking for. Shit. Well, just on a side note while you're looking for that, D and I both have an advantage if this goes into place. How so? Uh, veterans get a shop at the exchange online, which is tax-free. There you go. There you go. And I'm a veteran. <laughs> Same here. All right. So here, here were some numbers. So it, it turned out that it was um, – so Amazon alone, okay, in, in – in product sales uh, last year, which this was, when was this article published? 2018. So, so Amazon alone in, in taxable sales or possible taxable sales sold $119 billion in revenue from product sales. $119 billion. So if you say none of that was taxed, those were th- those are sales that people didn't go to a brick and mortar store and purchase. So that, I mean, effectively, it's, it's just what you were talking about, D. Those that sales dollars that were taxed did not go into the state, into the government, whatever it was, to support roads, education, anything else that it could possibly support. So wait, what was that number again? Five hundred billion? Just just in Amazon alone, Amazon had a hundred and nineteen billion dollars in revenue from product sales last year. One hundred nineteen billion, so about two billion roughly per state. If we did it equally, five percent of that. It's Amazon by itself. You're, you're there's there's money to be had there. Then you throw in eBay and every other online sales. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's everybody. And that's putting a lot of brick and mortar out of stores. I mean, now we have uh, uh, GameStop's looking for a buyer now. I mean, that's putting, like, all the brick and mortar getting put. Fuck GameStop. Absolutely fuck GameStop. Yes, but my point is is that this on the online sales, the online businesses are putting the brick and mortar right out of business, and then where is all that money for our roads coming so from? So are I mean, you saying that our um, partner is bad because they're not brick and mortar? We get everything online. They're digital codes. Nope. All I'm saying is that the government's going to look for the tax dollars somewhere. And since that's where the money is, that, that's, that's, essentially that's where it. they're going to go for their tax dollars. No, I, yeah. I, 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 I like Amazon. I like ordering stuff online. My point is that our, our days of being able to buy stuff tax-free are over. But see, this wouldn't be a fucking issue if our, uh, you know, people up in these offices would stop giving themselves raises because they feel like it instead of using that money where it's supposed to be used. Yeah, but the the roads, even if they, um, even if you say they decided to use the money wisely, they're still going to need those tax dollars, man. There's a portion of it they're still going to have to get from somewhere. You don't go around saying, oh, you know, we're going to fix this, fix that. But first, I need to give a dingle douchebag up here who's underneath me a $150,000 raise just because I think he deserves it. Fuck the roads right now. Let's give this yeah, person true. a raise. Well, I, I could, I, we could definitely say that there's corruption all along the way. Yeah. But if, if you take a look at just in sales from me going to a brick-and-mortar store to I mean honestly, there's not a lot I go to a brick and mortar store for anymore. So that's that yeah, that was that sales tax I mean sales tax was enacted for a reason. 
It's to maintain state and or federal governments, because I'm sure the state sends money on up to the federal. I mean, it's it's there for a reason, and there's a lot of money that was filtered out of it. I mean, I, I can definitely hear what you're saying, Zyber. I, I can 100% agree with you. I, I like not having tax collected on online sale, too. But I would like to have roads that I could drive on that don't blow out my struts on my front of my car just because I'm driving around on the roads. So it's going to come down to two things uh, once this starts getting enacted, for lack of a better term. The the key one is what states are going to force a tax on goods shipped from them and what states are going to enforce a tax on states that are receiving them or whatever. This should fall under the uh, federal government then because interstate commerce is technically federal government under the Constitution. I'm, like I said, I'm not surprised it happened. I don't think it was done the right way. Well, seldom it is stuff done the right yeah. way. But. But, but if it comes down to, say, New York State taxes everything that leaves the state, I have a feeling a lot of the suppliers are just going to take it to a state that doesn't. Because there is going to be a state that would rather have the jobs there, like Kansas, and would rather have a thousand warehouses in exchange for so what really i think what's really going to happen is it's going to be up to the the some states are going to charge a higher sales tax for the import than others and that's, and they're going to fuck themselves yeah. i mean they also have to be smart about it the thing though is new york state itself wants to charge on receiving and sending of any goods be it physical or digital then they're going to get fucked on that because people are going to fly out of there and I think Dee's right. It's the warehouses are just going to, well, we're not selling it from New York State anymore. We're selling it from Kansas. And that's what's going to happen. Because Kansas is going to be like, no, we won't tax goods leaving the state because they'd rather have the warehouse workers with jobs. That's the way Kansas is. And if incoming, they tax way too much stuff incoming. And then with the outgoing, a lot of the jobs leave. People are going to start leaving, you know, New York. Connecticut's hitting that point where people are ready to just up and leave the damn state right now. <laughs> Some states are going to implement some stupid things off the get-go, and they're going to get their hands bitten from it, and hopefully they'll learn and reel it back. That's the hope, anyway, but it's not the first time we've ever seen this. that's the thing. They can move out of New York State all they want. New York State is still going to say, you know what? Even though they're they're giving you a sale tax for their state, you're you're buying it here. You're getting it shipped here. We're going to charge you on having it shipped here. We're going to give you a tax... Because, you know, we want a piece of that pie, too. But the thing and is, I like, with New York State, right. is, like, if, if the jobs leave and they're double-taxing everybody, it may prompt the people themselves to leave, too. We've, we've seen that before in some states. Right. You're already having that here. But even now, like, mm-hmm. uh, when they uh, introduced that Excelsior bill for uh, schools, where it says, okay, well, guess what? We're going to give you money to go to school for free. But you have to stay here five years <laughs> and work in New York State for five years. Yeah, it's five years worth of taxes. I mean, that's cool and granted. Well, before people move, they better do their research. But, you know, it, it's entrapment on everything. It, or not entrapment. It's trapping people into a situation where, okay, I want to, you know, go to school, learn this. And then just do what I want to do. I don't want to be forced to, you know, stay in a certain area if where I want to go is somewhere else. Well, you remember the old indentured servants? Yep, that's exactly. That was actually 
considered by some historians as being even worse than actual slavery. It was a pretty ugly time in history. And, and, and that's exactly the concept that you got going on there. It's a, hey, nothing is free. You pay us now or you pay us later. Either way, you're paying us. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a sales tax is the least amount of tax I pay every year. If you really should be mad at anything, it should be the income tax. Because originally, the income tax was only enacted during, I think, was it, was it World War II? It was one of the world wars where they enacted the, sale, uh, the income tax to help pay for the wars of warfare. And, they, and the only reason it passed is people said, oh, okay, because they said, oh, this is only temporary. After that, it's going to go right back to the way things were. And after they got their hands on that power with income tax, they never stopped. It was only supposed to be a, a temporary tax. That's what I'd be more mad of. Actually, no. What I'd really be mad of would be Social Security. <laughs> they're forcing you to. They're forcing you to have a savings account. They're like, okay, and you're going to get paid back from your savings account. Oh, but you know what? We, we were going to force you to pay it as if it's a tax. It's not. It's actually you know. And then uh, we're just going to take it. We're going to spend it on everything else. We're not going to give it to you. It's like, wow, you just robbed me, you assholes. I'd be more mad about that. Um, I mean, yeah, ta- tax season. Oh my god, I want to do my tax every year. That's. That's what I mean. I understand it's for the schools. I don't. I don't complain, even though I don't have kids. I don't complain about paying. I say fuck the schools. I shouldn't have to pay for other people's kids. Well, the reason that I don't say f the schools, even though I don't have kids, is because I was ra- or I was taught in a public school. I see that as me paying them back for the education that I got. I don't see that as me paying in for other kids. That's the way I see it, and that's the way I don't complain about that one. So I understand, but. In the grand scheme of things, trying to be as least political as I can, everybody needs to stop doing the wasteful spending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, for lack of time here, we got to kick into questions from the audience. And I'm sure these will be much less heated than what we've just gone over. But let's start off with Damoc. Uh, Damoc had this question. This is coming from all the recent E3 coverage and all major game devs telling people to fuck off and not buy game if they don't like it. Example, Patrick Sunderland, EA's chief creative director, saying, you have two choices, either accept it or don't buy the game. I'm fine with either one. Also, Reddit admins now banning users for luck. Oh, no, I think that's a separate question. Or is that a question? Well, I'm fine not purchasing EA's games. (laughs) They can fuck off the way they've been lately. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine with that. I have my EA pass. I mean, I I don't blame them for it. Like legitimately, so I'm not a huge fan of E or EA. But if if I'm creating art, because that's that's what a game is, it's an art form, and I have people saying, "Well, this isn't the art that I wanted," I'm gonna say the exact same thing: don't buy it. So I I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's not the customer service answer, but I understand where they're coming from there. But at the same time, this is not really solely art for art's purposes. This is a ge- This is an industry. This is actually a business so if you tell your customers to fuck off no i mean i can understand what he's saying by by saying fuck off because if you look at it from i mean just go back i don't know go back 10 years go back 20 years go back whatever you want when you bought a game you bought a game just like if you bought a book you bought a book um you know if, if you buy a book and you don't like the book well yeah you can bitch and complain and scream and yell about it but you bought the book. I mean, that'd be like asking our audience what their opinion is, and then forcing us to go back and re-edit the episodes. Yeah, yeah, and 
and and I think the part where it got me. Did you guys ever play Mass Effect Three? Damn right. Negative. Yep. Okay, so you guys remember what they did when people complained about the ending of Mass Effect Three? Negative. Uh, the hold the line groups. Yeah, those guys. Anyway, so they changed it. They changed the end. Well, I say they changed it. They extended the ending of Mass Effect Three. So at the end, when you went and a spoiler alert, if you haven't played Mass Effect Three, you might want to turn me off for the next five minutes or so. God damn it! But the end of Mass Effect Three, you basically get three pretty vanilla choices, and they don't really explain too much about it. You choose it, it happens, and then it kicks to the the FMV. And it's over. Basically, you're Shepard, and you're all wounded and shit, and this guy's giving you three choices of, well, how? How do you want this shit to work out? And you choose one of them, and then it's over. I mean, it's it, they don't explain it all that much. It's just, it's over. You, you really don't get any real explanation on why there are these three choices or how these three choices work out. You just get these three choices. Well, there's so much uproar. There's so much just, just... God, hate, I think, is the best word. There was just so much hate over it that they extended the ending. They, they had that conversation instead of being, you know, two or three lines to, you know, an actual full-fledged, hey, we're having a conversation. I'm telling you the whole thing. I'm, I'm an evil mastermind right now telling you my whole plan before James Bond kicks the door in and shoots me. Uh, you know, that was kind of one of those things of why did you bow down and... And actually change it for all those people. You know what? If, like Destiny 2. Let's take Destiny 2 in perspective right here. I I think we can all agree that Destiny 2 wasn't as good as we hoped. Could have been a lot better. And I'll give it to them that they're trying. But honestly, it could have been a lot better. And I think moving forward, I'm probably going to look at Destiny 3 and say, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to pick that up. I might wait a little while, and yeah, I might miss the bandwagon on it, but I'm going to wait a little while before I purchase it. And a lot of gaming, a lot of games have turned me onto it like that. Like, I've jumped on games and been like, yeah, I'm getting this. And then a game sours me, and you know what? I say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna stand back from this. Um, Dragon Age is another one that I can think of right off the top of my head. So, personally, I think I'm okay with game devs. I, I would actually love it if more game devs grew a backbone and said, screw you. If you don't like what, what you're seeing, if you, if you don't like it, go scratch. Go, go, don't buy my game. I mean, you got a choice. You could go return it to wherever you got it from and say, hey, this, this game sucks and try to get a refund. Um, I mean, they did it with No Man's Sky. I think it was like one of the first games that Steam really did mass refunds on after their refund day time. But I mean, it... it- I think No Man's Sky is a bad uh, example because they kind of like promised a bit and didn't quite deliver. I know a lot of it was hi- a lot of it was hype, but there is a bunch of stuff that they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna," and then it just kind of like, well, "Where is it?" Well, yeah, yeah, they did promise, they did overpromise, they they did oversell, but everything that they've wanted to get in the game, as of this moment, I think they've got in the game everything that they said they were gonna have and more. Yeah, I mean, but they they have worked towards it. It wasn't when they were released, but they did actually, they did fix it. They they, they made it up. They they, they definitely, I, I I would say they definitely made up for all that and then some. Right. It didn't meet launch expectations from yeah. the 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 constituents, I guess. 
I could I could definitely go with that that statement there. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't meet expectations. But I mean, on my from from my point of view, from all the stuff that I read and I watched and I listened to, I never I, yeah. And maybe I gotta go back. I, and if I'm wrong, hey, send me an email. Give me some links. Give me some some stuff to go watch. But from what I can remember, they didn't promise. Hey, this stuff is going to come out on launch. I heard a lot of this is what we're hoping to have in there. This is what we're shooting for. Uh, and I remember a lot of the community saying, oh, this is happening. I can remember reading article after article after article saying, hey, this is what they're coming out with. This is what they're going to have. And then when I go back and look at the actual, I watched the interview. I'm like, well, no, that's, that's not really what they said. I mean, that's kind of what they said. But, I mean, I didn't take it that way. I didn't take it that they were going to have that right at the get-go. I just felt like in the get-go, the worlds were a little bit repetitive. Well, yeah, you get that with all procedural, though. I mean, take a look at. Uh, yeah. I mean, take a look at um, Starbound. Oh yeah, but I mean, I thought like even with procedural though, with with the No Man's Sky, I thought there'd be a little bit more variety than there was. You know what I mean? I kept seeing kind of the same general thing over and over. Yeah, I was hoping for more. I was definitely hoping for more. But what would you know? Pay, uh, good things come to those who wait. You know. No Man's Sky really is a fun game, and it's turned into a fun game. But I, I wish, I do, I, I, I wish that more more game devs would come out and just say, "Hey, screw you! This is what I got. This is what you're. This is what we're selling. Suck it up." I mean, you do. It's kind of one of those tough. It's like you you do definitely have a point, but at the same time, it's like it is a business. But like. It is true that, I mean, it's it's like if it's your art or whatever, that's your creation. It's like you can't just kind of bow. You can't really bow down to everything the community says because by that time, you know, it's, you're going to be too confused to make anything good. Well, that's the point is that that's where it's gone from being a business, from being art to being a business. I mean, that's that's kind of the that's that's kind of the, the nut of it is that you can tell the difference but i think right from the get-go it's it's kind of been that balance between art and business has been right from the get-go because really every game dev you know everybody wants to when they start off make a great game but more importantly everybody wants to make fucking money of it nobody's gonna say i'm gonna make this artful masterpiece and i'm probably gonna go in the hole for it and f it everybody's like i'm hoping this hits and i'm gonna make a lot of money yeah oh yeah everybody wants to make money off it i'm not i'm definitely not discounting that but that they're that they're so easily gonna bend you know, bend over backwards to try to make a, a, a group of people happy. But I, th- I think where it, it, I think where basically the, a lot of the distaste and the blowback with the EA thing goes is he was kind of callous about it when he said that. It's just like you know, but the fact that EA does so many like kind of sleazy things with the way they do um, the loot boxes and all. They just have a reputation that precedes them, so when they comes off and says something like that, it seems callous rather than a game dev. I mean, this is a huge company, as opposed to just some game dev growing a backbone. This seems like, in people's perception, I'm yeah. saying, more like EA is just being status quo dicks as usual. But if you look yeah. at it from a, th- it, that's that's really looking at it from a, a, a very narrow perspective. Yeah, that's that's how a lot of people I think are looking at it. Now, but there too. have been so many game devs that have done virtually identical things that EA has done. Just EA looked at it and said, hey, well, they're making money off of it. We can incorporate this and we can make money off it. Oh, hey, they're making money off of this. EA is a big name, really big, recognizable. People are going to pick on the big dogs, really. I mean, let's face it. There's more distrust for big name businesses rather than little Joe Schmo. People are going to zero in on that. 
Blizzard's a big name, and they did the same thing with loot boxes. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is it's a fad. It's like everybody's hating on EA, so that's what everybody's going to hate on. And and that's that's my point, is that people are so narrow-viewed that they're not they're not looking at the whole picture. They're just looking at – it's like they're just jumping on a bandwagon saying, oh, my God, this is horrible. We need to stomp this atrocity out. When they're not look, they're not really stepping back and going, well, hold on. What has been happening? Have we created this paradigm? Have, have we fostered this? Have we made this happen? Well, you know, you know that's the name of our society is bandwagon. That seems to be everything, whether it be – you know, hate on this company, hate on this current group in power. I mean, that's it, bandwagon is the name of the game lately. It's sad, but it is. But it's not that hard of a concept to realize that if everybody is game devs are trying to make money, so if they're making, if they're just trying to make money off of it, and we don't like what they're doing, I think what EA, what this guy at EA is saying, is incredibly true. There, he's saying if you don't like it. Don't buy our game. He's saying exactly what I was saying about the mobile apps. Jesus Christ. What, 40 episodes ago? Yeah, our article's actually in our uh, chat right now, and he says, uh, yeah, he had a lot of that, but mobile apps are what basically caused it with the free-to-play and yes, the ad age. thank you. Thank you. He's, he's on. He's Th- on and saying exactly that, That's yeah. exactly what I've been saying for years, is that mobile apps, just with the free-to-play paradigm and the buy, buy pay-to-win scale... You know, like mobile strike, shit like that. They're what caused this. We allow this to happen. We're spending thousands of dollars, like mobile strike. That game, mobile strike, the Final Fantasy game that came out. They are literally designed around, about, around sapping thousands of dollars out of a person's bank every year. That, and that's, that's out of every single player. That's the way the game was designed. It's designed to sap thousands of dollars. How they do it is very simple. Oh, well, let's make this loot crate $10. Oh, hey, you know what? $10. It's okay. I can spend $10 this week, whatever. So you spend $10. Then you spend another $10 because, oh, crap, I want to unlock that. Next thing you know, you spent $50 this week on a mobile game that is free. I air quote free. Free. And you've spent $50 on it this week. Next thing you know, you're spending $50 on it next week or $100 on it next week. It's just if we're letting it happen, this is the outcome. Go ahead. You're muted. And that's why I stopped playing a lot of uh, mobile games because they halt your progression at a certain point until you buy one of their loot crates so that you get these crystals or you get these runes or you get this or that that you need to progress. I find that a very dick move. But that's my point, is that collectively, as consumers, as users, if we want them to stop doing that, we have to stop fostering it. You know, it- Well, I'm going to say this only because I see it posted by article and I agree with them. I think all of us should get together and do what he said and make a leech app. <laughs> An app that just leeches money out of everybody that downloads it. I'm pretty sure you just described every free-to-play app that's there. All right. Well, next question we have here actually goes on from Daymok as well. And it's actually about 
the Reddit admins. Uh, Reddit admins now banning users and locking them out of the Battlefield 5 subreddit for trying to claim female combat character officially featured on the cover of the game is historically inaccurate. And that's in quotes, historically inaccurate. And trying to make it an all-male game. Uh, this actually tacks on to, because we still, we actually had a lot of questions from last uh, show, so we had some left over. So this tacks on to the whole female lead character conversation, I think. So, yeah, you guys touched into it, into this question on that by answering the previous questions. The thing is, is um, like with the, like those old war games. Yeah, I mean, females in combat roles during that time period. Yeah, would be pretty much inaccurate. Well, would would it be inaccurate or would it be rare? I'd say it's rare. Rare. Um, I would think it'd be inaccurate because unless they hid their identity, they would have been like relegated to stuff like nurses and other areas. It it did happen. There was the Russians were particularly notorious about this. The Russians had a lot of female combatants, mostly on special, mostly suicidal kind of projects. It was rare, but they still did it. I mean, the Germans they had a. Uh infiltrators that were female spies very well uh trained but i think what people are saying is is like you know you got the russians had that suicide missions you had like say spies but i mean when you're talking about you're talking about like say infantry type combat unit style people that you know portrayed as females which historically not very accurate but i mean really does it matter I mean, on the one hand, it's like do you really need to basically so some people are saying hey historically it's inaccurate blah 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 do you really need to stifle free speech with that? I mean, it's like, who cares? I mean, if they decide to do that, that sounds, with me, it's cool. It's just a fucking game. It's not going to be totally historically accurate. But here's the question. Are you okay with the Reddit admins now banning and locking user accounts for kind of getting hostile about it? Kind of, you know. Well, I didn't see, I didn't read the comments, so I don't know how hostile. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, this is, I don't know what they're banning them for. Is this, Are they saying basically, oh, this is really historically inaccurate. Women really weren't serving real combat roles then. Or are they actually attacking? I mean, are they being really nasty? I haven't read the comments. So, I mean, I would have to read the comments to see, does this warrant being banning? Because if they're just basically raising the point of, of historical accuracy, then no, that's not okay. But if they're being very, you know, nasty sexist. about it, you know, threatening, sexist, demeaning, then, then yeah, yeah, you, you get yourself banned. Good job, you troll. But it, it really depends. I haven't read the individual... Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, some people can sit there and bring up a point that's very uh, valid, like logical, like playing devil's advocate and saying, hey, what if we look at, you know, this way or, or whatever, you know, or... Well, Article actually wrote in with a actual a fantastic comment, uh, which is Reddit yep. has the right to run its site however it wants. Very true. You know what? It is. It is their site. That is really an against free speech. That is their own company, their own site, their own, yeah, that's their own rules. He is very right about that. Yeah, and I just wish more sites would be more adamant to weed out these flaming trolls that have nothing better to do than, you know, piss and moan about shit that they really shouldn't be pissing and moaning about. Yeah, all right. All right, I can... But really, trolls trolls aren't there to really have. They're not necessarily even pissing and moaning. They're just there to start trouble. That's what trolls just get off on, just making everybody else have a bad day. Yeah. I'm going to withhold my comments on Reddit. 
because Shadow is a troll. No, it's it's not that I'm a troll. It's um I think it's one of those things that we need to go back and look at uh, with Facebook, Instagram, and all that, and the freedom of speech thing. And I don't I don't want to get too deep into here. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we need to revisit it as a whole because those social media sites have become the new town squares. They're just not being publicly run. But if they want to be actively involved in politics, y- you can't have it both ways, in my eyes. Can't have your you cake and eat too. Yeah, you, 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 can't, you can't be involved in politics and then suppress any dissenting opinion. Hashtag New York State would tell you different. Yeah, because then you have an agenda, and then yeah. that's like, th- th- then you're basically being a very biased agenda-based platform. And that's why I have an issue against Reddit, because Reddit was actively involved in recent campaigning stuff, but then at the same time is starting to kill links to certain things and whatnot. But th- these things are perfectly legal. And I, I think that if it's legal, if they're going to be involved, it should be with an it, all or none. Yeah, it's an all or none. But Reddit, Reddit has a clear bias. Well, I'm, I'm going to agree so with my I'm going to agree with D on this. I really would have to see those comments to make any real judgment on it. So I would have to go that way. Definitely, I would have to see those comments. All righty. Next question we have from Zyber. Zyber, would you rather eat this ABC gum or kick a hipster in the dick? You know, I'm just always in game for kicking a hipster in the dick because I'm an asshole and I'll just... Kicking anybody in the dick, really, is, is pretty entertaining. Which is why my dick hurts so much. I know. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, I'm going to go with the dick kick. I'm going to go with the ABC gum because it's my gum. All right. Where are you, Shadow? Yeah, to be honest with you, I didn't trust the ABC gum. <laughs> I don't. I got an answer for this. Oh, come on. Somebody's got a gun to your head. He's a hipster. Oh, he doesn't want to get kicked in the dick. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to get hit, kicked in the dick. If somebody has a gun to my head, I fucked up somewhere. We're not talking about a gum, just a, a <laughs> gun, just a kick to the dick. Sure, oh. We are talking about gum, actually. We're talking exactly about You're gum. Sorry, gum, yeah, it's not a gun, but just a, you know. <laughs> a gun to my head. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, next question, also from Zyber. Will GNA ever have a co-play plus co-stream in their gaming jerseys on Mixer? I hope so. So do I. That's why I asked the question. That would be cool. I think we should get a game going on Mixer. I don't know what we should be playing, but it's something we got to get five people cranking along on. So we got to find a five-player game that we can crank along and wear these jerseys and, and go go pretend we're, we're MLG here and drink a lot. All right. So Destiny. No, no. I think we can find something else other than Destiny. Okay. Well. How about some uh, Graveyard Keeper? How about some Stardew Valley? Eh? Eh? Oh yeah, Ooh, we can get yeah. we can get an arc. Yeah. We can do arc or seven yeah. days to die. You're just gonna trank me and throw me off a cliff again. I am going to trank you and throw you off a cliff. That is exa- that is an accurate oh, statement. That was the plan. If we, if we could do seven days to die, just jump off the skyscraper because I think we were contemplating that at one point. Like, oh, I want to keep my gear, but I'm not climbing this building for it. All right, next question up: Will Blue Shark ever Pokemon battle me? No, he doesn't got the guts. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, because he keeps on saying, hey, let's battle, let's battle, and it's been like three weeks now. Yeah, I, I can't answer that, and Blue Shark's not here, so he can't answer that, so let's hope right. uh, let's hope he can jump Fucker. in sometime and go that. Alrighty, so here's an interesting one. This isn't exactly a question. This is a Cards Against Humanity fill in the blanks. Well, I think this is going to be kind of weird, since usually we're drawing cards to fill in the blanks, so... 
Use your own words. All right. So when I wake up with a blank, I always blank, then blank. Hashtag good morning, Canada. When I wake up with the boner, I always jerk it to porn on my phone and then take a morning shit. All right. Uh, What about you, Dave? What do you got? I'm trying to be creative here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of something. You better ask Firebox. I took the easy one. There's there's an awful lot of blanks in there. There's a whole three blanks. It's, it's if a you're lot. trying to be creative, ask Firebox. She'll help. Firebox, what do you say? I'll start you when I wake up with a moose. I always fart then run. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. So we got we got the article actually just popped in with uh, with some stuff here. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to fill this in. So when I wake up with a throbbing erection. I always stuff it in the jello and then give it to Bill Cosby. I think I think after all the uh the shenanigans with Bill Cosby, he needs being stuffed a little bit with his own jello. First you put the pudding in the pudding pot. Uh I am I have no clue how to answer this. Uh when I wake up with a I mean, I gotta go throughout. I gotta go with an erection because every morning I wake up, that's what I have. Um, I always aim for the toilet and then piss in the sink. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought you were gonna say wall, but maybe that's one of the other. People. Well, I mean, you know, just you're, you're aiming for the toilet, but the sink happens to be over there to the left, so kind of like kind of bank shot off the wall into the sink, I guess. Yep, uh, uh, I was wondering what was on the wall, but may- may- maybe that's Lex. No, no, she's usually gone for work by then. All right, next uh, next question. This one's actually from Popsicle Thief, and damn it, Popsicle Thief, if you were listening right now, come back and join us. I miss you, man. I miss you a lot. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but man, I miss you. I miss you a long We'll time. even have Popsicles for you. Yeah, you don't even have to steal them. We'll give them to you. Uh, but he's got actually a legit question. What are your top three games presented at E3? So let's go around the room on this one. So Zyber, we'll start with you. What were your top three games presented at E3 this year? Last of Us, Volume 2, uh, the CD Project Red's uh, Cyberpunk. Yes. And I'm I'm going to have to say Spyro. Spyro looks boss, man. No shit. Okay, that's not what I expected from you, but okay. What about you, Shadow? Which top three from E3? Uh, of course, Cyberpunk. That's that's my number one. Number two is the new Tomb Raider game. The reboot has been fantastic. Love the game. So the PC port's a little bit better optimized than last time around. Uh, and then number three, even though I don't own an Xbox One, I'm being super hopeful they release it for PC, Halo Infinite. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. All right, well, Firebox, you're sitting there. Let's, let's put you on the spot here. Three games for E3 that you're hoping for. Um, Spyro, Kingdom Hearts 3, which nice. happily already pre-ordered, <laughs> and Last of Us. Last of Us Volume 2, nice, nice. What about you, D? I'm going to have to go with, of course, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, Cyberpunk 2077, because I'm just so looking forward to that. And uh, from Nintendo, Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler looks fantastic. I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I guess I've got to, uh, man, there are just so many great games that were. But Halo 2, the next Halo also has me intrigued. 
because I've always loved the Halo series. I would agree. Got a fourfer for me. Got a fourfer. I, I would agree with Halo. I, I'm I'm super interested in Halo. I really, really am. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, mostly because I've been just waiting for a day, a, a date with a day to come out, and I'm super excited that they gave us to us. And they're bringing back the gummy ships. It's like my favorite part of the game. I, I am excited for that game, but I can't... I can't... I... I I'm so frustrated only because like they give us a date and you never know it could be pushed out another three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, if they gave a date, they usually try to hit that date for, I mean, Square has been pretty good. If they say, Hey, it's going to come out on this day. They may push it for a month or two, but they usually like, if they give a day, it's coming out around that day. Like you, you can, you can bank that. The stockholders want to see somewhere around there. Exactly. I still wanted to see what's going on with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, well, they fired all the... Dude, they fired, like, everybody that was involved with that, and they brought it in-house. Yeah, they... Yeah, that's, so that's a mess. And also, uh, it was it was several times it was supposed to come out, but um, they even allowed it for a pre-order at GameStop, and we pre-ordered it, and it's now it has no date, is We Happy Few. Oh, yeah! There's been no follow-up on did that. But they did show a bunch of that at E3, so I'm, I'm really excited on what they're showing on that as well. I'm looking forward to that one. Psychological thriller. <laughs> if it ever comes out. Well, uh, the article popped in. He He's interested in Halo Infinite because he's a slut. Also, they fired the four and five writers, so there's that. Last of Us 2, definitely. Um, and he says, I think a, uh, the new Monster Hunter-style game looks legit, too, but those are only ones I really saw. So, yeah, there were a, there were a super ton of games. Uh, the game... Okay, so my my third game, I've already named two games that I'm super interested in. The third game actually piqued my interest, and the more and more I read about it, the more and more I get interested in it, mostly because, um, what's his name, Todd Howard, he could friggin' sell ketchup popsicles to a, a woman in a white dress. I'm actually interested in Fallout 76. It really has piqued my interest. And, and I know I can already see some head shaking from it, and I can fully understand that. But one of the things that has always bugged me about Bethesda games, Elder Scrolls, the Fallout series to come out with, is that it would be super fun if I could have had a second person with me to take down some of these things that happened. I mean, they're easy enough to get in and do, but if I had an extra person there, it would have been way more interesting. But now you have an extra six trolls to f- with the shit you build. <laughs> My my head shaking is not a result of Fallout 76. My head shaking was a result of that entire keynote. <laughs> they they were on a roll. They were doing good. And then Blades. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Blades, uh-huh. Blades that came out afterwards, that was a dumpster fire. And they really should have just stopped at Fallout 76. Like, it, Fallout 76 was one of those, all right, that's got my interest. I may not be fully on board, but it's got my interest. But then Blades came out, and it's like, all right, I just got ass cancer. This is great. Um, and one thing that I got to give an honorable mention for, which almost made me buy an Alexa, was Fallout Very Special Edition, which I thought was a joke, and I think everybody else in the world thought was a joke. But then you could really download Skyrim. It. Skyrim oh, is a special edition. What would I say? Fallout. Fuck, I'm drunk. Okay. Yeah, so Skyrim. They can do both. Skyrim, very special edition. I'm, I, I'm, that, that deserves an honorable mention, in my opinion. 
All right, so there you have it, Popsicle. Uh, let's see here. Second question I think was from him was, was there any holy crap on a cracker moments for, for you personally? Oh, for me, three. Uh, really just excitement for uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 that we're finally getting some, uh, you know, more more of it. Mine was uh, Last of Us 2. That uh, trailer that they showed for it, that had me grinning like a Cheshire cat. Now, with all the remakes and all the stuff, uh, I'm drawing a blank if it was during E3. What about the new Resident Evil 2 yes. remake? Okay, so... Yeah, that was nice. That was pretty. That was kind of a holy crap moment. There was that. That was a holy crap moment for me. I got super excited when I saw Resident Evil 2. But the one that actually blew me away is the first one I tuned into on Sony's, which was the the first one actually where I went, holy shit. It was the, um, the Samurai game. I forget the name of it. It was like, it began with an S, I think. Oh, yeah, that's... Might have to Google that. I'm drawing a blank. It's a new IP. The the lighting on it, the visuals on it, it, it was probably the first game in a while to just blow me completely away on visuals. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Yes, that looked freaking phenomenal. It, the, the visual, like, just seeing the god rays coming down and the lighting effects that they had on it, I was absolutely just blown away, and that was like a... That was a holy crap on a cracker moment for me. But Resident Evil 2, fuck, yeah, God, that, that looks... I think I said it, I forget where I said it, but Resident Evil 2 is personally my favorite story of the series because they took what happened in the first Resident Evil, they expanded on it, and they made it better. It was how a sequel should have been made. Oh, come on, wouldn't it be funny if... Exactly. That, dude, that game had so many fucking moments in it. Like D saying, wouldn't you be funny if? And that's why he is now banned from saying, wouldn't it be funny if, if I'm doing anything mildly dangerous? Like if I'm crawling, if so I'm crawling true. under a car to work on like, I don't know, my oil pan and he starts going, wouldn't it be funny if I'm scrambling my ass to get out under there? I don't care what I got in my hands. I am getting my ass out from under that car because it's going to fall on me. I've banned him from saying that, too, by the way. Uh, you know, it only works when D says it. Uh, if, if we start playing a game and you start dropping wouldn't it be funny ifs and shit starts happening, then guess what? You just, you inherited that mantle. Well, you, you, you know, for better or for worse, you know, whether whatever side you're on of the political spectrum, uh, before the election, I did say wouldn't it be funny if Trump ended up as president. This is, this is why I am why we cannot have nice things. Uh, what about you, Shadow? Any any holy crap on a cracker moments? Honestly, I I didn't even go back and watch any of the keynotes except for the homework from the episode two weeks ago. Nothing. Like there was a few things that piqued my interest, but not enough to go back and watch it. There was things announced that I want to see, but that's the thing. Everything I wanted was just announced it there was no trailers for anything i really like i want to play kingdom hearts i want to play halo i want to play all these games that actually had some kind of trailer but nothing truly stood out to me as yeah hype what about uh what about were you were you holy crap on a cracker moment when blades came out like holy crap they're actually going to do this this is horrible yeah so my rant on that was 
So you acknowledge people want a new Elder Scrolls game. You're just making one that nobody asked for. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, and the article popped in with, he was surprisingly disappointed in the lack of HoloLens news for Microsoft. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. That's VR. Microsoft pulled a, wah, wah, bye VR, wow. And the last question that came up, did you watch all the conferences? Negative, Ghost Rider, negative. Uh, I actually, I watched all of them except for the beginning of the Sony one. I still have not watched that where I watched after they did the move from the church or whatever they were. Uh, I watched, I watched Microsoft's, I watched Nintendo's, I watched Bethesda's. Oh no, you know what? I did not. I did not watch the Evolvers yet. I have not watched the Evolvers. I've pretty much hit them all up, but I kind of like kind of fast forwarded some of the stuff here and there too. So I didn't like watch it straight, watch it, but I did catch all of them. What about you, Firebox? Did you watch any of them? I did. I watched quite a few of them, but didn't get to catch them all. I was gonna say, were you trying to catch them all? They weren't Pokemon. Yeah, I was trying, but just didn't get. Well, don't ask, don't ask Shadow for his rendition of that song. Gotta pie them all, 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 gotta pie them all. What about you, Firebox? Did you, uh, did you have any holy crap moments? Like, oh my god, this is coming out? It's mostly just the Kingdom Hearts game surprised me, and I immediately said to D that we needed to pre-order it. She made me pre-order the special edition with the statue, with the little figures, which I did. Nice. Yeah, I tried to get the power, the power armor one of Vault of uh, Fallout seventy six, but it was sold out. So, just gonna hope that they get more in stock. Well, I think that concludes all of our questions. So, why don't we, why don't we roll around the room? Shadow, where can people find you, at, man? GNA Discord and my website, morganbs.com. That's morganbullshit.com. What about you, D? Where can we find you at, man? You can find me at microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S.com at my website. Same thing at, uh, for my YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. And of course, I've got my own Discord, and I'm mostly haunting the GNA Discord. Very nice. How about you, Firebox? Where can people find you out if they are so desired? Same place as him. Haunting me. All right, Zyberblood, where can people find you at, man? All right, let's see if I can do it this time. You can find me uh, palling around on the GNA Discord, the GNA Twitter, Facebook, as well as Zyber Games, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can even, uh, you know, play a few games with me by, uh, just searching out Zyberblood, that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-D, or, you know, any of my site stuff, uh, with Zyber Games, Z-Y-B-E-R-G-A-M-E-S. Um, yeah, that's about it. Well, I was trying to see if, uh, Article had any place here, but it looks like he fired off all of his social media stuff. So... Uh, right now, you can find the article at our Discord, the GNA Discord, at This Is Article. So if you want to talk to him or chat with him, he is there. Great guy. Hopefully, we get him on the show with some less technical difficulties. I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier almost everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, Twitter, Mixer, 
all that other fun stuff. You can also find me on the GNA Discord, the Senscape Discord, the TPC Gaming Discord, uh, and all the other Discords that I'm in. Yeah, dude, gamers. I still got to get in there, dude. You got to send me a link there. You got to send me an invite. Oh, yeah, I do, because you can find me there, too. Yeah, we can, we can also find us on Yeah, Dude Gamers. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or uh, Spreaker. Uh, reviews on iTunes or Spreaker help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. And uh, let us know. Throw us a review, and we'll probably read it on the air. You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen. List goes on. If we're not there, let us know where it is, and we are more than happy to start uploading there as well. Except for Spotify, don't open that wound again, bastard. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast or join us in our Discord chat. See the pinned tweet. Facebook. We are on Facebook also. Just search at GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting guests on our uh, streaming feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast. Or, and or, uh, on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, normally I rotate around the hosts for people, but uh, this time I'm just going to keep ranting on here. Humble Bundle. It's a gaming service where you can go out and purchase games and you actually give to charity simultaneously. So you go out there, you say, hey, I want to get this bundle of games that they have. Uh, it's kind of like Woot if you've ever used it, but they go, they have the, the bundles on sale for an extended period of time. But you just purchase them like you normally would, but you can slide that bar all the way over to the right and give it all to charity if you want to, or give it to the game developers. We recommend giving it splitting up between the game developers and charity because that's those are those people that it's important to. And usually you get a really good deal. Uh, if you just throw that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of any link that you have for the monthly, for any bundle, anything like that, or just check our Discord. We try to pop those in there, and we also throw them on Twitter as well. Just click on one of the links, and you can r- rifle right off. Anything that you put in there, We, if you want to give us bones, thank you. We don't want you to, though. We want you to slide that bar. Anything that you're going to give us, give it over to charity, um, because that's, that's who it's important for. We support Extra Life currently. Uh, we might change that up next year, but currently we're supporting Extra Life. So anything that you give to us, that's what's important over there. Um, I'm supposed to have some numbers here on how much we've raised for charity this week, but you know what? I totally screwed up and I don't have those numbers. So, yeah, I'll die in a fire later. We're a proud member of the New Japan K community, where you can check out our friends Remy and Tinks, and I forgot his other name, but he's a cool guy too. I'm going to blame it on the beer. But they're on Bombshell Jackets, and you can also check out Brian, Susan, and Carbonator on 3-Player Co-op. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography. Yeah, that's good old Shadow Fox up there for our new logo and artwork. In fact, we are wearing... In fact, we've we thanked him so much, we, we might be sending uh, him a yeah, shirt. Yeah, we're actually paying him in swag now and uh, and saying it on the end of every show. <laughs> Better than paying him in spuge. We're also wearing him on our chest right now in the new GNA jerseys that we all have, so that's pretty cool. Except, Except for, for him. him. I was wondering where that skin went. <laughs> Uh, but you can check him out. He's already said morganbs.com. You can email us at GNA podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Just send us an email. We're lonely. I've started responding back to the Arabian Prince just because I've got no one to talk to. So have I. I asked if uh, he'll cuddle and spoon, but I, I don't get any reply. I even offered for him to be the big spoon. 
Nigerian Prince doesn't like that thought either. <laughs> Last but not least, check out our website at www.gdapodcast.com. Damoc does it way better than I do, but hey, he's not here. But hey, thank you guys and gal for joining us tonight. Uh, I had a great time. We went a little over, but nah, who cares? We always do. It's that status yeah. quo. Yeah, if there's one day we we don't go over, I'll probably mark that out and like that'll be the title of the episode. We didn't go over. Have a good night, guys. Good bye. Problem exists between keyboard and chair.